Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue with our study of the second book of Samuel, Shmuel Bet. We are in chapter 2. We left off at the end of chapter 1 that uh, David and his followers were in the city of Tzikalag and um, they heard the news of the death of Saul and his son Jonathan and the defeat of the people of Israel at the hands of the Philistines. And in this chapter we're about to study today, we will read of the beginnings of the establishment of the monarchy of David. It was after this, uh, which we had just read of the, the lament and the mourning of David over the death of Saul and his dear friend Jonathan. And David asked of God as follows the following questions. Shall I go up to one of the towns of Judah? At this time, David in Ziklag is technically still kind of in um, <clears throat> Philistine territory. And it should... He and remember, David's <clears throat> primary source of support and base of support is, in, is within his native tribe of Judah. And we already saw the seeds of um, separation between Judah and the other tribes of Israel um, <clears throat> that um, was beginning, those cracks were beginning to form. There was, they already considered themselves uh, somewhat distinct. Um, and... Uh, David therefore asked God, shall I go to now, shall I move to one of the cities of Judah? In order to be to actually establish his leadership, he needs to leave Tziklag and go to Judah, go to one of the cities of Judah in order to establish himself as, as, a, as a leader among the people. He, staying in Tziklag was not the right place for him. So, and God said to him, go. To which city shall I go? Where should I go? And God answered him, go to Hebron. Presumably, this asking of God typically means asking of the Urmatumim, asking the Kohen Eviatar, who was with him, the high, the high priest. Um, he said, go to Hebron, go to the city of Hebron, um, famous city of Hebron, which uh, became shortly about to become the capital. So Vayal Shom David, David went there, Begamshtein Ashav and his two wives as well. Achinoam Hayizraelit, Achinoam, the Avigail and Avigail, Eshet Novola Carmeli, who was the wife of Novol from Carmel. <clears throat> it's interesting how she's still being called the wife of Novol, even though she's not no longer the wife of Novol. Novol is dead. She's now the wife of David. But uh, to identify her, this is how she's identified. And the men that were with him, Hel, David, Ishube. So David brought them along, each person with their family, and they all settled uh, in the towns around the city of Hebron. Now, leaderless, the people of Judah came, and they anointed David as king over the people of Yehuda. So this is the next step, the next anointing. We had, of course, David was anointed in private. Now he's being, uh, by Samuel, by the prophet, now he's being anointed over his tribe of Judah. By Agidu David Lemar. And they told David at the time, 
the people, the residents of Yavesh Gilad, they buried Saul, and uh, they're, and so he's being informed that you have this rival group among the other tribes, uh, this time people, the tribe of Ephraim, who had buried Saul, and we read about them at the end of Samuel 1, how they honored the body of Saul and buried him. And remember, Saul was their hero. He was the one who saved them from their enemies early on in Saul's career. So there's, and they're still allied with uh, Saul's family. So David immediately tried to move to bring peace, to bring people together, and to tell the people of Yavesh Gilad that following me is not necessarily abandoning Saul, but I am a continuation of that line. There's no reason why we can't all be united under my leadership. Uh, so he sent messengers there, saying to them, You are blessed to God. In other words, I'm not your enemy, I'm your friend. Because you have done this wonderful act with your master, with Saul, and you buried him. In other words, don't think that Saul and I are enemies and that um, the fact that you were nice to Saul and that you did him honor is something that I'm going to look at as 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 an act of treason against me. But rather, no, I think that that's a wonderful thing that you treated him well. There's no reason why we all can't be at peace together. So, um, may God do for you, with you, uh, kindness and truth, and I also will do uh, with you um, uh, in, in, in good, I will, I will benefit you, I will treat you well, because you have treated him well, because you have done this thing. Interestingly, David here places God before himself, demonstrating his humility and demonstrating how he wants to build a monarchy that is based on on the the worship and and loyalty to God, and now um, be strong, strengthen your hands, and be courageous, because your master Saul is gone, so you can't look to him for leadership. You need to be strong on your own. And I have now been anointed as king over the house of, by the people of Judah hinting that you can join me and we can all be together, we can all be strong. Notably, David points out to them that being courageous, being strong, means being united and being truthful. However, this was not exactly what was about to happen. Uh, eventually, they would, but not yet. We still have some issues that are about to occur, and let's read about what happens. So what happened was, instead of listening and uniting under David, Avner ben Ner, Avner, the son of Ner, who was Sar Sher he was Saul's um, general, his, his uh, <clears throat> there's another son of Saul who we haven't heard about. We heard about the three that had passed in battle, but apparently there was another son of Saul, and he, whose name is Ish Boshet. Um, when you have this term Boshet, it means that his real name was Ish Baal. Uh, Baal being named after the uh, the uh, idol Baal. Uh, how Saul had a son who he named after an idol is a different question. 
But um, here you have Boshet ben Shaol vayavireu machanayim, and he brought him to Machanoyim, um, which was the place where he set up his new capital for the new son of Saul, vayam el hagilad, and he made him the king over Gilad. This was the area that was very loyal to Saul, the Yavesh Gilad, which we just mentioned before. And made him the king over all of these people, the the Assyrian area, Yisrael, Ephraim, Binyamin, and all of the other tribes of Israel, with the exception, of course, of Yehuda of Judah. So now we have the seeds of the split, which is going to, um, which is going to tear apart the entire people of Israel in the next. Hundreds of years, uh, this this split has, and which we saw the seeds of this split being laid um, throughout the generations until now. We now have it solidified. We have one king over the tribes of Israel and one king over the tribes of Judah. Ben Arboim Shana Ishboshet Ben Shaul. This Ishboshet, the son of Saul, was forty years old in Israel when he was <coughs> made king over Israel. Ushtaim Shanim Malach. And for two years he was king before the story that we're about to read. However, the house of Judah followed David. And the amount of time that David was the king in Hebron over the people of Judah was seven and a seven years and six months. And then this following story occurs. The Avner Bener, the Avdei Ishboshet Ben Shomi Machanayim Givona. They left Machanayim and traveled towards Givon. The Yoav Ben Suruya, the Avdei David Yatsu, and Yoav Ben Suruya, who is the um, main officer, the main army general leader of David, and servants of David also went out, Kishum, and they met them. Uh, and the uh, at the pool of Givon, there was some uh, pool that was there at Givon together. They met, and they sat uh, these on one side of the pool and the others on the other side of the pool for apparently some sort of a um, a meeting, some sort of a negotiation. Yeah, and it is unclear if the intent of this negotiation was to come up with some sort of agreement or to have some sort of a fight. But what actually happened, we're about to see. Vayomer Avner al Apparently, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a meeting for battle specifically because there would have been a battle. So um, they they had a meeting to discuss some issue which is not being uh, we weren't told about. So Yakumunan arms. So Avner says to Yoav, "Let the young men get up. Let them play in front of us. You know, let them do some kind of a, like a, a mock tournament of sorts and entertain us as the leaders." So Yoav said, "Fine, let's let's do that." Twelve uh, uh, young men who were from the tribe of Binyamin, that's the, and they were loyal to Ishboshet, the son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. 
Each one grasps the other one's head. This is some sort of a wrestling match. And they, um, they, they, um, they thrust their uh, swords into each other's um, sides to kill each other, which does not seem to have been the intent, but the enmity between them led to them killing each other. And they all fell. In other words, the servants of Saul and the servants of David fell in this, um, in this what was meant to be a tournament, but turned out to be a battle. And this uh, place was called the the Chelka, the place, the portion of land at which there was um, uh, Tzurim, at which there was uh, this this uh, death, this killing of each other, which is in Givon. It was named after this unfortunate, very unfortunate and sad event that occurred, which didn't necessarily have to turn out this way, but did turn out this way. Surim meaning uh, swords or knives. But and that day the the battle between them became very strong. The enmity and the arguing and fighting between the two groups. And the uh, servants of David uh, were uh, victorious, or they were stronger <coughs> than than the servants of Saul and the servants of David were chasing the servants of Saul by the end of the day they had the upper hand there were three sons of Tsuruya Yoav Yoav who was uh, uh, David's main commander and he had two bro- other brothers named Avishai Asoel named Avishai and Asoel Asoel Kalberaglov Asoel was known to be a very fast runner Similar to one of the gazelles that would prance through the field, he would he would run like a like a gazelle. He was a very strong, fast runner. So as Avner and the Saul's men were retreating because they were losing the battle and they were running back to um, their capital, uh, to their place, Asoel chased after Avner. And he, when he, he ran, he didn't turn right or left. He went straight, chasing after Avner as Avner retreated. And Avner turned back and saw Asoel chasing. And he said, Are you Asoel? In other words, are you Asoel, Yoav's brother? And he said, Yes, I am. And Avner said to him, Turn to the right or to the left. Don't keep chasing us. And, and grab one of the men. Take a prize. Take his cloak. Take something to show that you were victorious. But don't do more damage. Don't do more killing. And Asoel continued to, to take chase. It seems like Avner must have been in a high place and Asel was coming closer and he refused to let up on the chase. But Yosef owed Avner Lemar. And Avner, at this point, and we'll see the way he behaved, Avner truly wanted to develop some sort of peace between the two groups. And Avner <clears throat> um, did not want this to escalate. We, it's bad enough 
kill, there's enough death, enough killing, enough fighting. Um, he he backed off. He backed off from the battle. And as we see in a later chapter, he tried to make peace. He tried to make things work between the two groups. But but Asael wasn't letting up the chase. So Avner continued to say to Asael, Go from from chasing me. Stop chasing me. Turn to a different direction. Why should it end up that I kill you? How will I be able to look at Yoav, your brother. In other words, how will I be able to negotiate some sort of a peace with Yoav if if I have to kill you? If you come after me, then clearly you're coming after me to kill me, right? And all this is going to do is going to create, make the cycle of violence continue to spiral out of control. But he refused to turn away. And Avner struck him down with... Um, in his belly, uh, with with the uh, with the thrust of the back thrust of the spear, and the spear went through his body, went he fell there and died there. And everyone um, would in the in the future times who would pass by that place would stop at that place. And mention this is the place where our soil died. Now that this happened, um, Yoav and Avishai continued to chase after Avner now that he had killed their brother. And the sun was setting. The day was ending. And they chased all the way until uh, the hill of Amma, Asher al which faces the place of Giach, Derech Midbar Givon which is uh, on the road to the Midbar of the road of the wilderness of, of Givon. And the sons of Binyamin, they gathered under Avner, and they were united in their opposition to David and his men under the leadership of Avner, who was the general of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul. And they stood on the top of one hill. So this battle is escalating, just as Avner was afraid. He tried to turn Asael around so they can each go back to their places. But he said, if you continue to chase me, I'm going to end up killing you. And then things are just going to get worse. And this is exactly what's happening. Things are getting worse. And now, so now you have Yoav and his men chasing. And Avner, with all of the Benjaminites now, all assembled, ready for an even bigger battle. Avner said to Yoav, is, are we going to continually fight each other with swords? Is the swords going to continually de- destroy us? Are we going to continually be destroyed by sword? Haloyadata, don't you know? Nothing good will come of this. It's going to end up a bad thing. Stop this fighting. <coughs> How long will you, will you wait to tell your people just to go back? Go back to Judah. Go back to David. Stop this fighting. All this is going to be is more people killing more people. Who needs this? And Yoav said, um, As God lives, it's, a, it's an expression of swearing, that had you not spoken and said anything, that by, when the morning came, the sun's about to set, we would have settled down for the night, but in the morning, we would have continued taking up the chase. Um,
Um, that would be one way of, of understanding this. Uh, however, the um, uh, I'm going to reread this verse 27. And the way the uh, commentaries understand this mostly as follows. Had, in other words, if you hadn't, if only you would have speaking, spoken this way before, then by the morning we would have stopped chasing. In other words, you, instead of choosing, because when Isoil was chasing you, you killed him, right? You chose to continue fighting. So Yoav is now flipping the blame on Avner. Avner, you're speaking the language of peace. Why didn't you speak the language of peace before when Isoil was chasing you? That would be another way of interpreting this verse. So Yoav, now, uh, he heard the words of Avner, the more peaceful words now. He blew on his horn, and this time as a, to get people's attention and to make an announcement to tell them to stop fighting. The people that were following Yoav, David's men, stopped. They didn't further chase the people of Israel. That was the end of this battle. So Avner and his men traveled through the Arava through that region that entire night, and they crossed over the Jordan River, and they passed through Bitron, and they arrived back at their capital, and Yoav, he went back, he, he retreated from before Avner from chasing him, he gathered all the people with him, and um, other than Asoel, he found that 19 other men had been killed. And that was the people that were killed that day. And on that same day, the end result of the battle was, <clears throat> besides the 19 of David's soldiers in Asoel, they had struck down of the Benjaminites in Leon Shein Avner, and from the men of Avner, 360 men. And they carried the body of Asoel, and they buried him together with his father, which was in Bethlehem. And they traveled all night. And by the time it was morning, they were already in Hebron. So this was this battle <coughs> that was a tragic battle, a tragic fight, that increases the enmity between the two groups. And the, they started with the possibility of some sort of peace. Uh, through the actions of Abner and Yoab, the, uh, the battle didn't escalate even further to an all-out war. But they're on the edge of an all-out war. And certainly they've established that the two are enemies willing to fight and kill each other as opposed to friends ready to work together. Um, through the actions of Asael, who refused to let up the chase, and the actions of Avner, who reacted to Asael by killing him rather than allowing things to um, to settle, we again have some bad choices made here, and the seeds of even worse fighting to come. This concludes chapter two, as we uh, work through this difficult period of time, as David establishes his monarchy, now only over the people of Judah. Now we have a split monarchy. We have followers of Saul on, on, and the people of Israel on one side, followers of David and the people of Judah on the other side. We have two generals that are not working well together at all. 
Avner and Yoav, that have now established an enmity and fighting between each other. Thank you so much for studying this chapter two together. Looking forward to studying chapter three and of course the rest of this book of Samuel together.